of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Well, hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain, this is the Wendy Bell Radio Program. We welcome you home to this site. If you're listening on the radio, so delighted to have you. And if you're listening on the podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you. We have officially hit one and a half million individual podcast downloads. That is tremendous. And we are so grateful. Thank you so much for being a part of what we do here. It just is not complicated to tell the truth and to be able to look at everything that's going on now with a much clearer view than we've had in years. And as crazy as everything is, as as poor as so much of the economic news is today, as out of control as the world feels, I think we have to take solace and take a pause and, and say this is a good thing that people have awakened they have snapped out of the, the hypnosis, the trance, and, and are awake to see the machinations of government, of corruption, of their elected representatives doing not what they wish, going rogue, the egos, all of it. And if this um, Matt Gates grenade that he had thrown into the House of Representatives proverbially hadn't happened... We would be limping along with somebody else who doesn't represent our values. And now we have an opportunity to actually change what happens next. That is exhilarating. So please don't get bogged down in all of the negative news. There is a lot, but there is so much for us to be celebrating today. And we're going to walk you through that live with Oscar Blue, just back from Israel in our second hour. So make sure you tune in for all three hours. Welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. There is that overarching optimism I have today, and it's exciting. What is it? It was 50 Cent, right? Rapper 50 Cent coming out and and responding to a picture of Joe and Jill Biden lying on the beach in Delaware yet again. As we know of American hostages, we have 10 missing Americans somewhere in Gaza. We know Americans have been murdered. And Joe Biden on the beach, not doing his job, 
And now 50 Cent, a rapper, says, do your job. We got stuff to do. That's a small victory that is actually quite large. As more and more people who are not politically involved realize that by default, they've gotten sucked into the fray of sock. When our government makes our lives uncomfortable, inconvenient, unaffordable, angry, hell yeah, you wake up. Hell yeah, you see what's going on. And there's no other thing to do than to say, you know what? I liked it better before. I might not have enjoyed the messenger, but I sure liked the message. I might not have liked the tweets and the nicknames, but I liked the policy. I liked the safety. I liked the security. I liked my savings account. I liked how I felt about today and tomorrow and five years from now. I felt secure. And we do not now. You cannot put a price tag on that. The feeling of inner peace and comfort, knowing that you have a government run by a president who believes fundamentally in what you believe in. And so all of this going on in the House of Representatives, it's necessary. This is the process. It's not going to change on the Democrat side. Change is going to happen from our side. And we are, we're, we're seeing people who long ago stopped representing the people who elected them and decided to, to go rogue and do what they wanted to do. You guys, you work for us. You answer to us. You're not in charge, see. And you think that you are. And I have a great representation of that. So you know I've been... I've been on Mike Kelly, the congressman of Pennsylvania's 16th Congressional District, for being a 75-year-old prepubescent girl at a slumber party, passing notes and braiding hair, right? Ooh, gossiping. Voting in the second round for Jim, uh, for um, Boehner, John Boehner, right? What a, what a petulant and immature display of ego and disconnect. Mike Kelly, shame on you. You're a hack. No doubt. You're a hack. And I know now more than ever because he sent a letter over the weekend to his constituents who have been bombarding, not just his congressional phone lines, but the inner circuitry of his local districts, right? The phone lines blowing up. What are you doing? We want conservative values. We want somebody who has an, an A as a liberty score, who votes conservatively, who has financial fiscal responsibility as the basic backbone of their DNA helix. That that's part of it. And doing what's right and listening to people, that's the other side. That's not what they got. Here's what it is from Congressman Mike Kelly's office, proudly serving the 16th Congressional District of Pennsylvania. Bum, bum, bum. Dear neighbor, my well, husband's personal. Dear neighbor, I want to update you with the latest on the race for Speaker of the House. The last two weeks have featured a difference of opinions on who the next speaker should be. After today's vote among House Republicans, the majority of the conference believes Jim Jordan does not have a clear path 
to the speakership. I believe that Mr. Jordan has done and will continue to do excellent work investigating the Biden family through his role as chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. I support him in that role. The American people deserve someone as speaker who will unite the conference, get to work and get the job done. Hey, Mike, um, you've not done that yet in your time there. So what makes us believe that now is that moment that you're like, okay, like all those other years, that was just like we were just pretending. Okay, now we're serious. Okay, I get it. Nice try. Mike Kelly's note to his constituents who allegedly voted for him, whom he serves, continues. For many in Washington, clocks and calendars don't matter. But to me, they do. On October 11th, Steve Scalise won the... Steve Scalise is a hack, Mike! Steve Scalise won the support of the majority of our Republican conference. The majority of the conference, which sucks. During an internal vote, he was our candidate. Our candidate. But was he our candidate, Mike? Because it's about what we, the people, want, not what you and your ego and all your crony BS wants. By October 12th, the pressure campaign unleashed by Mr. Jordan forced Mr. Scalise out of the race. That's disingenuous, and you know it. You're butthurt that Jim Jordan has the vast support of honest, common sense, hardworking, conservative, Republican, love America, America first voters, period. And by the way, Mike Kelly, you're not among them. I believe Mr. Scalise deserved a vote on the House floor, which is why I supported him. My vote for John Boehner was cast for a similar reason. In 2015, I watched Mr. Jordan and his allies pressure Mr. Boehner out of the speakership and ultimately out of politics. Well, thank goodness they did. He was a hack. To them, it was a legislative win. To them and 208 Democrats, it was a win to remove Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Instead, it has led to the chaos we've seen in recent weeks. Now, it's called weeding out the hacks, dude. And you're one of them. The process has never been about one person. This is about the integrity of the entire House Republican Conference and our party. Now, as we head into the weekend, a new group of candidates will enter their names into the race for Speaker. I... We'll wait to see who all of the candidates will be before announcing who I will support. Hey, screw you, Mike Kelly. It's not about you. Who do your constituents who overwhelmingly supported Donald Trump in 2020? Who would they want? Oh, I'm going to go with the guy Donald Trump endorsed. Who was that again? Oh, that was Jim Jordan. And you, Mr. Kelly, decided to interject and thwart that. He ends with this, which is a nice kumbaya. As I do every day, I will wake up tomorrow and go to mass. I'll still pray for the country and I will come to work for fight to fight for Pennsylvania's 16th congressional district as we work to select a speaker and get back to work. God bless America. Save us the American flag, the Constitution and the Bible. And do what the people in your district want, Mr. Kelly. And then pack up and move along because I'm done. And I know a lot of people are too. This is called illumination. Isn't it great? It feels nice to see true colors, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so he's a hack. Well, so is Mitch McConnell. Got to read you something about Mitch McConnell coming up. He is Joe Biden's cheerleader to spend $106 billion more of your dollars, ladies and gentlemen. Talk about a rhino. Hack more. 
That story on you next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So we saw this article, punchbowlnews.com, if you want to check it out. It's actually punchbowl.news. How's this headline? McConnell emerges as Biden's top foreign policy salesman on the Hill. Mitch McConnell needed to be weekended at Bernie's a long time ago. Dude needs to move along. That's not ageist of me. It is realist of all of us paying attention. You long ago out outstayed your welcome. You've been nothing but a hack. So I was thinking to myself, all right, we've spent a lot of time talking about Liberty Scores, libertyscore.conservative review, phenomenal resource, bookmark it on whatever you're using, okay? And then do some research. See how people who allegedly, or allegedly as we know the case is, represent you. And then see how they voted. Do they actually represent you or whatever they get out of their votes? Because then there's that. So I started looking at the Senate. We already know that there's like 46% of the United States House of Representatives, the Republicans in the House, who get a D or an F liberty score. Almost one in every two. That's how much they suck. That's how much Republicans who pretend that they are there because of our values, that's how they really vote. So we started looking at the Senate. 49 Senate Republicans, 27 of them get a liberty score of a D or an F. That is 55% of the senators who reportedly share our values, don't share our values, don't even come close to sharing our values. You want to know how many A's there are in the 49 Senate Republicans? Four. Blackburn, Lummis or Loomis, I never can know how to say her name, Rand Paul and Tuberville. Four. Four out of 49. That is 8%. 39% are F's. 19 Senate Republicans fail the Liberty score review of a rolling average from the last six years of the most recent 50 votes in Congress. And we've got 19 F's. We have eight D's. You want to know who failed? Let's talk about some of the lowest of the low. Mitt Romney, nobody's surprised, 52%. Burr, 46%. Portman, 36%. Wicker at 50 Todd Young, 52. Tillis, 49. Capito, 43. Blunt, 42. Lindsey Graham, 43. Rounds, Mike Rounds, 54. Mitch McConnell, the guy who's out there beating his chest saying, we've got to get back to work. We've got more of of America's hard-earned money to give away. We've got great-grandchildren now we have to start ruining financially, right? Let's borrow off of them. 44% Mitch McConnell. But the two biggest losers, Lisa Murkowski, oh, Alaska, can we not do better? 29%. And Susan Collins from Maine at 20%. That means that 80% of the time when legislation comes up that is fiscally irresponsible, that puts us in danger, that allows dangerously woke social justice nonsense to rear its head in legislation. 80% of the time, 
Susan Collins votes along with the House, with the um, Senate Democrats. She's not a Republican. She's not even a rhino. She's a Democrat. What are we doing? Right? What are we doing? 80%. And so when I read this, McConnell emerges as Biden's top foreign policy salesman on the Hill. This guy has made so freaking much money. So much money in his 40 odd years being a Democrat operative for the Republican Party. That's what he is. Or is he actually a Republican operative for the Democrat Party? It depends on how you look at it. Either way you slice it, he doesn't share our values. And all of this now, which you are forced to dig into and take responsibility for your own individual interpretation of headlines such as these, now you have the ability to say, well, why would Mitch McConnell do anything to cooperate with the Senate or the House Democrats who single-handedly in two and a half years have flushed the United States of America down the toilet. I don't want to go have a drink with you people. I don't want to be friends with you. I don't want to go to your granddaughter's baptism. I don't want anything to do with you. You fundamentally represent a clear and present danger to me if I was a Republican in the Senate. There's no going out after after another long day of three hours of work, right? But it's all so cozy, isn't it? It's all so familiar. And everybody's getting rich. Except you. We have some financial information this morning that is truly stunning. As Joe Biden goes out and tries to make the pitch for Bidenomics. The plan is working. Let us finish the job. Have you seen the new ads? They're popping up on the radio. They're showing up on television. Oh, singing the praises of fiscal suck. And the point of the policy is a total and undeniable redistribution of wealth. Destroy the middle class. The rich are always going to be rich. Middle class have some wiggle room. This administration wants to kneecap all of us and make us all the little plebes who are desperate for the crumbs that they and their magic wands of emergency powers and such will dole out unless they won't, which they won't. And I remind you, these are the same people who are expecting you're going to eat bugs. Okay, let's just leave it at that. All right, don't go anywhere. We're going to march into the program. Let's hear some of the the administration of suck. Let's listen to the spokes model of said suckery because it's truly glory, glorious when you can hear how ridiculous these people are. And it is next right here on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So I, I said to you just moments ago, I was talking about Mitch McConnell. You know, we, we absolutely have to do better. And if this is the way in which we peel the rotten onion and we expose the filth and the stench and the rot, which has been all of this, these ridiculously progressive social agenda items, which are 100% based on emotion. 
You know, we, we hear about justice, justice for so-and-so, justice for blah, blah, blah. What does that word even mean anymore? Because justice to me, I'm going to guarantee you, is totally different than what it is to somebody else. And when you have people who have an R after their name, who have said that they represent what you believe in, and if you're a true conservative, the manner in which our government has operated for far too long is reprehensible to you. Spending money you don't have. Taking a military and emasculating it. Pr proposing ridiculous, harmful procedures with children and then trying to glorify that as something emotionally positive it's twisted it's pathological and it's gross and every single day we walk through the examples for you i don't know about you but i get a much clearer focus and a much faster ability to discern who's spinning bs and who truly represents what we want them to represent. And the fight for me, which is so frustrating for me, is looking at people, say, in my own family, people in my neighborhood, who are diehard Democrats, who don't realize that what I believe in isn't just good for me. It's good for them. It's good for their families. It's good for their children. It's good for their safety. It's good for their future. And because they are a product of a singular or maybe a handful sources of suckworthy news presented by people who legitimately have psychological issues, Nicole Wallace, hook, line, and sinker, needs a therapist. It's not funny. And I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to be childish. I'm a grown woman. I'm 53 years old. I've got five sons. I care profoundly about where this country is going, not just for them, not just for the grandchildren I hope to have, but for yours and for my triggered Democrat neighbors. That is what makes all of this so maddening. So Joe Biden, or excuse me, Mitch McConnell, quickly on this. Emerging as Joe Biden's most valuable asset. As Congress is going to hurry up, hurry up. We need a speaker so we can steal another $106 billion from the American people. Because all we know how to do is operate a slush fund. And there are never any receipts. There's never any progress. There's never any benefit to us. And so we're not at all surprised as we feel squeezed and strapped and angry. And that's okay. I feel the same way. Hey, Mitch, you suck. Okay? Everybody knows it. Go away. And I would love one person on any of these shows. I would love to have one of these shows. Um, Senator, what do you say in response to a growing chorus of voices that say, you suck? And leave it at that. Because he'd be stunned. It's time. And the thing that makes this administration and their allies in the rhino moderates in the Republican Party so maddening is when you have a completely illiterate, incapable press secretary who just insults me. She insults all of us. And America knows, is awake, and is tired of it.
So I want to walk through a couple audio sound bites from you for you. I've got a couple Corinne Jean Pierre's because you need to hear this. And then I've got one from Wolf Blitzer and John Kirby, one of the spokespeople for the Pentagon, White House, et cetera, et cetera. And it's such a bad cover up of suck. Here's Corinne Jean Pierre, okay? Now, this rise in anti Semitism is undeniable, but all of a sudden, and it's maybe not all of a sudden, the media want nothing to do with it, right? The media don't touch it. This is not the, this is not the Jewish community is not the chosen community that the, that the left is going to get behind. And I think a lot of people who are Jewish, who have voted Democrat forever, are beginning to awaken from their own slumber and hypnosis and see... Not only have they farcically been on my side, they hate me. And they would like to see me hurt or killed. Now, in the United States of America in the year 2023, can you imagine that we're saying this? Can you imagine that people feel this way? And that there's a triggered bunch of children on college campuses fueled by social justice activists, progressive disasters in their own school's administration pushing very dangerous rhetoric instead of teaching i don't care about your politics i care about an education so either you can educate and you can open up the eyes of students in demonstrably meaningful ways or you can't and if you can't and you can't then pack up and move along, just like Mitch McConnell, just like Mike Kelly. Enough. We're done. Here's Corrine Jean-Pierre. She's asked, what about this troubling rise in violence, in violent rhetoric, like at the University of Pennsylvania, calling for Jewish genocide? I mean, what are you doing? Here's the question. Here's the answer. Go. This level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's going on in Israel. So a couple of things. Um, look, um, uh, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats. Uh, and so I uh, just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate-fueled attacks. And certainly President Biden understands that many of our Muslim Arab, Arab Americans and Palestinian American loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their communities. And that is something you heard the president speak to in his uh, in his address uh, just last last Thursday. And so uh, one of the things that the president has done is directed his team, uh, uh, Homeland Security team, to prioritize prevention uh, and disruption of any emerging threats that could harm the Jewish, the Muslim, uh, Arab Americans, or, or any other communities. And that is something that the president has sought to do and and since day one, as you know, the president ran on on um, on you know bringing commu protecting communities, obviously, but bringing people together, the soul uh, uh, protecting the soul of the nation, uh, and so. Um, that is something that the president takes very, very seriously. Uh, and um, you know, we're going to continue to denounce any sort of hate uh, towards any American here. Uh, and so that's what we're going to continue to be steadfast on. Again, he has, he has uh, uh, advised, directed his Homeland Security uh, team to make sure that they're on top of this. Wow. 
You know when I realized how petty these people were? After the Tree of Life Synagogue massacre, a half a mile from my house, an absolutely devastating scar on the Pittsburgh community and the Jewish community in general. It was devastating. And when Donald Trump and Melania came to Pittsburgh to meet with Rabbi Jeffrey Myers, to put stones on the, the crosses or the commemoration of life, signifying each of the lost Jewish family members outside the synagogue. Our mayor, our county executive in Pittsburgh, and our governor refused to come to Pittsburgh to join him. You would think that the slaughter of anyone, particularly 13 people, would slice through whatever divide there is politically. But no. Our mayor in Pittsburgh at the time couldn't be bothered with visiting with Donald Trump and his wife outside the tree of life and going to talk to injured police officers who were recovering from that day. But he was able to go to the Penguin game that night and to be in the spotlight on the ice. That's when I knew, definitively, that there is a suck we can't describe. And each group that the left pretends to get behind, blacks, gay, LGBT, whatevers, or Jews, it's all a play. There is no substance. And that is disgusting. Uh, by the way, I should note, as Corrine Jean-Pierre turns a question about the rise of anti-Semitism and violence in this country, specifically about Jews, against Jews, she erroneously said, and then turned it around and said, Muslims are suffering an unprecedented amount. Well, it's interesting because the FBI in 2022 did a report. They showed a half of religious hate crimes were directed at Jews, 8% against Muslims. So if we want to get into an, a numeric match, you will lose, Kareen. All of it is disgusting. How about Wolf Blitzer and John Kirby? You know, we're not, you're not getting us into a war with Iran, right? Just tell us that this, is, this isn't going to happen, right? I want, you to, I want you to listen to John Kirby not answer the question. So is a U.S. war against Iran possible? I think what we want to see more than anything, Wolf, is no widening of this conflict, no deepening of it. And we continue to send a strong message uh, to actors in the region, including Iran, uh, that if you're thinking about jumping in here, you're thinking about deepening and widening and escalating, uh, don't do it. We, we will take our national security interests very, very seriously in the region. Uh, and we've added to the military capabilities uh, to make sure that we can do that. Well, that's a, that's a fascinating response. John, we're taking it seriously. Don't do it. Well, new drone attacks on U.S. forces in Syria and Iranian proxies are claiming responsibility. How much more has to happen? 
There have already been a dozen drone or rocket attacks on U.S. troops in the Middle East. What are you doing, John? Nothing. What are you doing to get the hostages free? Oh, that's right. Nothing. What are you doing to fight back against murdered Americans? Nothing. Is this a government that cares about its people? This is a government that wants to drag us into war. Because war picks up where the big pharma gravy train let, let off. And that's where we're walking. And we all need to see that. Let's talk about this latest attack. Apparently, the Biden administration isn't bothered by it. I am. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So, Wolf Blitzer, very simple question. You're not going to get us into a war with Iran, right? I mean, full stop. Now, there's an easy there's an easy answer to that. Hell no! No, that's not what John Kirby says. Well, we're, we've got a message. Don't. To Iran and others. Don't. Well, they are. They did. They do. And they will continue to do so because they know we are weak. Actually, we aren't weak. Donald Trump isn't weak. He wouldn't be weak in this situation. Joe Biden, a.k.a. Barack Obama, they are the weak ones. New drone attacks. So Joe Biden's out talking about the many benefits, allegedly, of Bidenomics, putting everybody in the poorhouse, right? And then all of a sudden he's like, I've got to go to the situation room. He tries to stammer that out, walks out like a robot, and it takes somebody in the audience to say, hey, cease fire for, you know, hostages. What are you thinking? And he hadn't even thought about the hostages. Oh, oh, that's right. They're American citizens somewhere. Well, you know, it wasn't to duck questions to stop the gaffes that were happening, which is why he ducked out. It might have been this news that the U.S. was facing more attacks from Iranian-backed proxies. The Islamic resistance in Iraq, an umbrella group of the Iranian-backed militias, said yesterday, that their forces used two drones to attack U.S. troops near the Jordanian and Iraqi borders, a sensitive location often used by Iranian-backed militants to transport weapons to Hezbollah. Monday's attack comes after a string of similar attacks on bases housing U.S. military in Iraq and Syria over the past week. A dozen, I might add. Are you out of your mind? You want to fire at U.S. troops? Oh, no, you don't. That's not what you're getting from this administration. There's no forcefulness. There's no lead. There's no power. There's no leadership. There's no nothing. There's a feeble old man who's dancing on the strings of the puppeteer before he can go back and get in his hyperbaric chamber and put a lid, call a lid on the day at 11 a.m. We've got 900 troops still in Syria. How, how much in danger are they? Well, I'm going to go with very very. Corinne Jean-Pierre is not done, though, bloviating and spinning the spin. How about the, the rise in anti-Semitism on college campuses? Did you guys just see that a group of 1,700 sociologists, an open letter they've written in solidarity with Gaza. These are 1,700 faculty member people and PhD students of SOC who decide to sign their names on something, interjecting themselves into this struggle. Not trying to educate the students at their schools, but selling this. 
Here's the question and here's the answer of Corrine Jean-Pierre Does the president view anti-Israel protests and sentiment on college campuses as anti-Semitism? So look, I'm not going to get into what's happening across the country and at different universities. I'm not going to get into the specifics. As the admiral said, the First Amendment right, right? That's what something, a peaceful protest is really uh, part of part of our democracy, being able for folks to to uh, to be able to express their feelings. I'm not going to get into any uh, uh, you know specifics on that. The president has been very clear in wanting to make sure that uh, Jewish Americans, wanting to make sure that Arab Americans, Muslims are protected here. That is what he believes in. That we they have the right uh, to live their lives and to feel protection and to feel like they're able to be part of a community. The president has been very, very clear on denouncing any type of violence. And so, uh, as it relates to peaceful protesting, people have the right to do that. Uh, but we're just not going to get into blow by blows of what's going on across the country. Well, the president has been very clear, not very clear blow by blow. But the president himself said silence is complicity. So if there's anti-Semitic letters being sent by students or protests, sentiment at of course, protests, of course, the president doesn't uh, is is uh, 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 is against anti-Semitism. Of course. This is a president uh, that you have heard me say is prote- wants to protect communities. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to get into the specifics. Why the hell not? Is it okay that at the University of Pennsylvania, reportedly students on video, and we heard it, though it's been scrubbed from the internet for some reason, so weird. We want Jewish genocide. Now, is that protected speech, Corrine? Because that, that is a question we should have. Because if I was a Jewish parent and my Jewish son or daughter was at that school, that would absolutely terrify me. We want Jewish genocide. Well, you know what? Thankfully, into the rescue USA Today doing a fact check for us. They said in their fact check, no, no, no. That's not really what those students were saying. They weren't saying we want Jewish genocide. They were saying we charge you with genocide. They don't even sound remotely similar, my friends. What a limp, weak, ridiculous, irresponsible, dangerous, biased, progressive load of BS is that. That's not what they said. We fact-checked it with our fact-checkers who receive money from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation of Suck. Well, who do you believe? People who are reporting what's actually happening or those who are trying to scrub online of all proof of a very scary hatred in this country. Because, you know, the left is all about all are welcome here, right? Yeah. All right. Don't go anywhere. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell radio program. Can you imagine if Trump had been president during all of this? Nicole Wallace says that it would be terrifying Yeah, I got a different approach, Nicole. Buckle up, friends. It's next.